Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Please welcome the brilliant, the talented Katie Golden. Hey. It's a me, Katie. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, wait, you're in Italy right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Move so to Italy. <laughs> yeah, you really, you're really feeling it right now. I'm, I'm. I was gonna ask you, how are the people of? I, I mean, I'm guessing you are referencing the tumultuous decision of having Chris Pratt uh, be Mario. Yeah. The streets it, are wild here. Yeah. It's, are people, it's chaos. Yeah. More than it's, the Euro Cup when they won. Yeah. Society has crumbled. The fabric has torn. People are flipping cars. They are, you know, using breadsticks to break into stores. And uh, yeah, I, I, I could list a bunch of other offensive uh, Italian stereotypes <laughs> as well. Yeah. But I do not want to like get deported. <laughs> How's it been? How's it? How's it from going from Cali to Italy? Good, good. It's a. I mean, actually, nobody cares about the Mario movie here. That <laughs> was God. a joke. Not <laughs> right, a single person cares because he's I don't Japanese. Even... Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone has even heard of Chris Pratt here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the people are lovely, and it's a, it's a, it's a great time here. And they also yeah. take COVID very seriously. Vaccination rates are uh... higher than the U.S. Wow. People are respectfully wear masks in stores. And if yeah. their mask falls below their nose and you tell them, they will lift it up without, you know, attacking you. So, yeah, wow. it's pretty nice. Wow. OK, I like that. And of course, that's a mark of a great country. They got good mask adoption, vaccine acceptance, and they don't know who Chris Pratt is. Right. Yeah. I, I think like that's, that's actually that's the common denominator, right? You look at right, countries right. that have really good health care, really take pandemic seriously. They all don't know who Chris Pratt is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That has to be the Chris Pratt's name cannot move the needle at all. And you're, you're in somewhere you want to be. Chris Pratt. And then is Luigi still Bob Hoskins or who'd they go with for Luigi? Luigi was uh, Mario or uh, was John Leguizamo. Remember? Oh, and the okay. Bob Hoskins, Hoskins the live action. Mario. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Who'd they yeah, go with know. for Luigi? I don't know. Sorry, I was trying to pronounce Luigi in a inappropriate uh, Italian. Oh, dialect. Charlie Day as Luigi. Oh, that's good. They nailed okay. that one. All I right. like that. Yeah. There you go. And then uh, Seth it. Rogen is Donkey Kong, <laughs> and Keegan Michael Key is Toad. So they just okay. They nailed uh, a bunch of them, and then for Mario, we're just like, I don't know, one of the Chris's? The, the hey, and you got cracker. Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike, all right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Fellow nice. label mate, Sebastian right. Maniscalco, holding it down. He's going to drop some uh, zucchini, fried zucchini jokes. Oh, my God. I still There's think a... about that VMAs he hosted that did not make any sense at all. It's all I think about. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great tweet from uh, Jess Tom on Twitter who uh, <laughs> looks at the cast of, you know, uh, the the Mario movie. Chris Pratt is Mario, Anna Taylor Joy is Peach, Charlie Day is Luigi, Jack <laughs> Luigi, Jack Black is Bowser, 
And this person wrote, this is whitewashing of Japanese characters doing a racist impression of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Kind of a, yeah, a lot of levels to that racism. Yeah. Chelsea, we do like to ask our guest, we what do. is something from your search history? Oh, this is a fun one. So uh, we're coming, our show's coming back in October. So we wanted to start on a Halloween note. Uh, okay. And so... Do you guys know, I'm sure you know a little bit about extreme haunted houses. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, just let, broadly let people know yes. what an extreme haunted yes, house I is. Yes, I will. Because yes, so, I, I, that's for, we love haunted houses around here. That's only for the real heads like us. Love a know. haunted house. Though. You love a haunted yeah, house, but you hate a jump scare. Yeah, it's really That's weird. surprising, yeah. I go <laughs> in, the it's weird. when one. I walk to a haunted house, it's like my adrenaline's so up, like I act like I just walked into prison the first day, and I'm like, what's up? And I'm going <laughs> like, that didn't do shit. Let's go. What's the next one? I know that's going to move. It did. He's in oh, there man. all hiding from you. Yeah, yeah. It's, and <laughs> like, it's like no one wants to do it with me. They're like, dude, like, you don't have to. You, sound, you actually seem really uncomfortable in here. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm good, man. What's the next one? It's the most comfortable I've ever been. Because I know that's somebody under that sheet. <laughs> I went through a haunted house last, let's see, it was right before the pandemic, so the Halloween before, and uh, we, I went with my girlfriend who's very scared of haunted houses, and of course it was just her and I, you know, when you have a group, you've kind of got this like layer of protection, yeah. but if it's just two people, like they're, they're on you, and uh, she had to exit the haunted house into like the special cast area where injured people go oh. to sit on hay bales and wait for, you know, someone to take them out, uh, and I finished it <laughs> and then I came back out and then there was a second haunted house and I decided to go through alone because I'd paid and I wanted this was a clown themed one I wasn't gonna not go I decided not to go through alone because I thought I would creep out the actual workers inside <laughs> like, like this fucked for up this person characters. going through yeah going right. through alone um but uh <laughs> that's what's really horrifying <laughs> I glommed <laughs> on to some high schoolers and I was like hey can I go through <laughs> <laughs> They were They're very like, yeah, nice. You gotta be in the front. Yeah, they were very, and I was like, "Great, uh, I can go." They don't really, uh, they don't really phase me too much. But an extreme haunted house, I would not do. Um, no. And the premise of those is that they can do shit like you sign a waiver, they can waterboard you, they can shove disgusting shit in your mouth, they can, yeah. you know, assault you, put bags over your head, drag you into another room. You know, you might leave with bruises bloodied you know they can put your head in a cage and put like a fucking spider in there you know it's like very you know, extreme fun shit. you know yeah. super fun like it does border on what appears to be some kind of fetish scenario um but it's like very uh they you know people who are into them will say that is not the case uh, right. but it's hard to sort of divorce some of the images that you see the real uh, money but the real money that they make really, on those really yeah, the real <laughs> the real money that they make on those is from the uh, you know rich guys masturbating behind a two two way mirror well, watching you know. all of those things. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jack. Apparently, <laughs> McKamey Manor uh, takes their video and projects that over into Las Vegas, where people are paying money to decide what happens to these people. Okay, oh. but this what? is fucking bullshit. Of like course, this isn't true. Sourced thing like yeah like there are rich you know mysterious shrouded elitists in las vegas who are you know kind of like a snuff film type crowd who are paying money to kind of decide or watch you know what happens to these these people but it's not true 
You know, mm-hmm. what? what's so, the coolest part about these haunted houses is that the waiver is total bullshit. The, you know, you can't have a waiver that says you can die in this haunted house. And you know? chill with it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and you can sign it, but that does not protect these people from legal consequences. It's just not, it's not true. So, so much, what I'm trying to do right now and what we do on the show is kind of separate fact from fiction, right? And it does seem that a lot of these haunted houses are a lot of smoke and mirrors and that a lot of what is making money for these folks are their video walkthroughs on YouTube that get millions and millions and millions mm-hmm. of watches because they McKamey Manor is free. You just have to bring a donation of dog food. And so, you know, you ha- has this mystique of like, the guy who runs at Russ McCamey and all of the people who work there, they're not being paid, which adds this other layer, right? Where it's like they have to want to do this shit. But right. it's all kind of like, it's it's just like there are these fake documentaries that are made and put up. There's these fake testimonials. It seems, it's so hard to pick out fact from fiction. I'm going deep into like these interviews with his fucking ex-wife and like these really <laughs> janky little YouTube accounts that are like exposing the manner. And it's right. so full of outrage because so many people are so outraged, right? There's a whole petition to get it taken down. It may be possible that the petition was created by McKamey Manor, you know? So it's sort of of this like amazing, like Blair Witchian uh, tactics to to make this place. And, you know, they say there's like a 20 or 40,000 person waiting list, which is also not true. Um, (laughs) You know, so there's, it's really a fun kind of project to, to take these haunted houses and dissect just what, is is a hoax because there's also an example of somebody I can't remember who it was some internet famous TikTok or something personality who went and filmed their experience and it was basically just like crawling around with a blindfold on in a backyard with someone yelling you know horrible things at you and that was really and you're blindfolded and being sprayed with water you don't really know where you are that's terrifying but you know it's it's not the same thing as what we're seeing in the videos um, so that's really a, that's a, my search history has been lately. This is the, um, the, this one started in San Diego, right? Yep. McCain yeah. Manor. Okay. So and I remember in the, yeah. in the early years of it, like I remember seeing like the videos they would put out. Cause yep. I remember like back when stumble upon was a huge plugin for people's browsers. <laughs> like just show oh, me some random wow. shit. Remember that? I haven't thought of stumble upon and <laughs> A death Yo, that shit used to take me all over the fucking internet. <laughs> and I remember coming across a video of it, and it was truly like you had never seen anything like it. Like people were just like vomiting yeah. and like choking, and you're like, oh shit. And you're like, and it was like the most extreme haunted house. I didn't realize that it had still been evolving past yeah. like that sort of initial. I don't know. Debut. Yeah, they'll be like, you know, veterans of war that are just weeping for their mother. Right, 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 right. That videos, was like the whole know? thing. All those yeah. videos are like, dude, it made this Navy SEAL poop himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, oh, and it's okay. so hard to pick apart what's real and what's not, which is really fun. The Blackout Experiments is another uh, is a documentary from 2016 that's really good about a bunch of people kind of grappling with their relationship and addiction to these places. Um, which is a great example of also sort of not being able to figure out how much of the documentary is manufactured. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's all sorts of ways that we um, manufacture ways to get like contact with other people. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like this might be one where people like, instead of living in tight knit communities where you like, 
hold hands when you pray or whatever you people used to do uh now they like go to have people jump out and like tackle them uh, just to feel a human touch did you um, did you see that story about the a guy who like at a haunted house over the weekend he stabbed a little boy in the foot on accident no <laughs> this well i guess i'll a, have to work that in yeah <laughs> he like somehow had a knife and then like uh i guess something happened and the this person ended up like hitting this kid in the foot with his knife so was he kid. working there or was he going through it um, I believe it's like one of the characters. Uh oh. Yeah. He can't have a real knife. Yeah, and I That's think bad. what they said he was scraping the knife on the ground and playing around them. And my son sent ahead, I'm not afraid. Your knife is fake. So the man was like, Oh, it's real. Trust me, it's real. And that's when he started poking it at his feet multiple times until he stabbed him. <laughs> and this is for re- this is definitely true. Yeah, or it's like a Washington Daily Post. Mail. Like okay, all right. Yeah, it's being. I mean, unless the report Amazon is propaganda. fake, to, because because you know, part of it is to like get people so interested in things. Like now they're gonna go because that whole Nathan for you episode was about the challenge was creating a haunted house so scary that you get sued was like yeah. the whole point in order to generate interest. And so it could be along those lines, but this it seems is like, along those lines. I bet. Yeah, this person was given a prop, yeah. or he thought was a prop, and it was a really real bladed. But it's a fantastic example, too, of how shit gets repeated because, like, you go to the Wikipedia page or any news outlet and it just repeats what Russ McCamey says. It says there's a 40,000 person waiting list and blah, blah, blah. And it's all just like you could just say something. Right. It's a good example right. of that. And, it and just people have tried to sue him because so... it's too scary. I don't even know if it's like because everybody who comes out of it on the real walkout videos is like, that was a lot of fun. That was crazy. You know, they're not like. Yeah, I'm gonna like, sue you. I'm I have right. PTSD because I was assaulted. You know, right, which is right. essentially like, one of those, like emergency like foil blankets. Exactly. Like, yeah. People that uh-huh. end up like an action movie. Or, like, yes. Oh. Yep. Like Rose Dawson at the end of Titanic. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> what is something that you think is overrated, Diana? So many things, really. I I would say sheet masks, if you know what I'm talking about, like a skincare product. Mm-hmm. The sheet masks that are in those little pouches. Yeah. You rip it and you pull it out and you kind of lay it on your face and you look like a weirdo. I hate them. I think they're like trending way too much. I think they're not useful. They drip all over you. They're not fun to wear. I don't understand them. Just <laughs> a little bottle and do your face and let it quick slowly tighten over time (laughs) that's what i like to do we've talked before on on this show about those masks i i have pitched them as a great mask for a stalker like slasher movie because they are truly terrifying i've i've definitely been frightened by them uh just walking into my bedroom and uh, my wife turns around and looks yeah like it it really does work as a like horrifying like if if somebody walked in with one of those on it would it would really yeah. terrify you. It reminds yeah. me, I vividly am reminded of like that scene in the cable guy where they go to medieval times and Jim Carrey puts all the chicken skin on his face and he's like silence of the lambs <laughs> uh, that or the other one which is what's that movie the brendan fraser ba- uh, baseball movie with albert brooks where he's the pitcher uh the phenom or something yeah uh and in that one there's like a scene the where he puts a tor- yeah the rookie that he actually like he puts a tortilla on his face and that also reminds me of it so i, I don't know or the scout it's the scout the scout yes. there we go so that old albert Rick's einstein 
tortillas, that's what they kind of, because they're just kind of hanging off. They don't mold to your face. Yeah. Thing, and they look weird. When, one year, our theater company for a parade did depression era Halloween costumes, which if you want to go on a weird Google image search, they're so horrible. scary. They're literally like burlap sacks with holes in them. So they look so terrifying. And then like a few months later, they were all on a plane doing one of those white face masks and did a little selfie. And I was like, you look exactly could have worn that for Halloween. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> like a freshman era Halloween terrifying costume right now. Yeah. Historical um, Halloween costumes just across the board are very oh frightening. But yeah, God. depression era in particular. Is, holy they are shit. so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. They're, they remind me of um they're sort of the skincare equivalent of the Michael Myers mask, which is mm-hmm. like you know, there's lots of like drama theory around, you know, you have the the like happy mask, the sad mask, and then like the neutral mask, and the neutral mask allows you to like project whatever is inside you like onto that mask, which is why Keanu Reeves is so successful, is because he is a human <laughs> neutral mask. But yep. the yeah, they, it's just blankness that you can put project whatever horrors just, exist in your own yeah, mind. But you that. can you can turn it up because they 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 print designs on them now for more fun. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I seen some where it'll be like a frog face or like a kabuki mask or some shit. When I was in Japan, <laughs> there was like all kinds of graphic ones. I think just to just to bring a little bit of fun to the face mask game. Yeah, that makes it sound worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I would love you, the. You I like the feeling. Seeing a kabuki mask turn around, and that would be <laughs> more more comfortable. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's any way to get used to it. I think the the thing I identified the most with what you said was when it drips, like because like you know they're supposed to be hype, you know, very hydrated. But then I remember the last time I put one on, it just was kept going down my neck, and I was like, yeah, I hated that feeling and. It, Feels awful, yes. Yeah. And then I don't know. My a lot of my skincare concerns are around my jawline, and that okay. you know, like I said, they don't mold to your face. So no. I feel like I'm just like it's just hanging off, and I'm just unhappy. <laughs> right. I don't feel like I'm taking care of myself at all. Well, mm. what is something you think is underrated, Sean? Boiled eggs, guys. Oh fuck yeah! Boiled. I had eggs. two for breakfast. You don't need to fry them. You don't need to to devil them. You just need some hot water and maybe a bit of salt, some chili sauce or something. Yeah. Wow. Just I got nothing else. Just boiled eggs. Just yeah, really how, like that, Jackie, like, wow. how are you uh how are you applying it? Just on the on the smooth outside. The the chili sauce, I mean. You take I'll a cut, bite, you fill the, the hole. What do you do? I'll, I'll I'll slice it right down the middle. Oh, I'll dissect mm-hmm. it. Okay. Wow. And then I'll put some yeah, some chili in there. Maybe a, a thin slice of onion. Ooh. Oh shit. Wow, and then you That's got a little bit kick. of effort going into that. I yeah. like that. Yeah, you never the... go soft boiled. Yeah, only if I'm in a rush. So it's more out of necessity. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like a lot of soft boiled eggs, and I I'm kind of on a similar diet as you. I I, I usually eat like two boiled eggs, two soft boiled eggs in the morning. Okay. With a little bit of Kewpie mayonnaise, Japanese mayonnaise, mm. and a little little bit of a teardrop of soy sauce. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's how I get down. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try this tomorrow. Yeah. How are you guys <laughs> transport? Do you transport in in shell or do you transport like you crack it and then put it? Here's it? the thing. I think we're people. I, I I feel like I I agree that the boiled egg is stinky, so I don't want to force that. 
on other people necessarily. So I just try to eat it almost like a vitamin. Like I like that I can boil it and I can eat it so quickly and that's my breakfast. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's and I that's what I do. I take a small bite off the top and create a chasm. And then mm. I I get my little mayonnaise and soy sauce in there. Then I eat the rest the f- rest of the fucking egg in one bite. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. God, mayonnaise it's easier and that soy way. sauce. It really is so good. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we will be right back to talk about some news. And we're back and it it just feels silly to me uh, every time we have somebody who's uh, zooming in from, uh, in this case, Italy or, you know, Ayumi from Japan and our show is so dumb. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, wow, you got the, the miracles of modern technology and then we're like... Thank to... you for wasting an hour with us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to up front. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. No, uh, no, I, I, I love being on. This is uh, this is great. It's, it's also like it feels really good to. I know this sounds weird, but it, it does feel really good to talk to Americans because it is it is a culture shock. I, I do love the people here. They're very wonderful, but it is definitely culture shock. I mean, even amongst people who do speak English, it's still like, well, you know, I can be talking about like, man, you know, they're taking horse medicine in the U.S. And my friend's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> a horse? Right. A horse needs medicine? Yeah. Right. Like, I, I was, like, no. <laughs> I was explaining that to, to an Italian friend of mine, and uh, and I was trying to speak in Italian, and she was, like, giving me this look of, like, I don't think you said that right in Italian. <laughs> and then I explained it again in English, and she's like, no, oh. you said it right in Italian. I just don't understand what you're saying. How someone yeah. could be so incoherent with their decision-making. You're right. Yeah. I guess we are uh, especially good reminder of America and how stupid our show <laughs> is a lot of the time. <laughs> All right, let's talk about cyber ninjas. Speaking mm-hmm. of stupid American things, that is what a group that uh, decided to like put their own forensic analysis together, despite having no expertise in the area. Uh, they named themselves the the Cyber Ninjas. Oh, that's a nom de plume. Like, they it, chose that, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that okay. wasn't given to them, <laughs> okay. uh, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> and they said their six-month-long recount was the, quote, most comprehensive and complex election audit ever conducted. I think we all took that to mean they were going to like dig into the literal ones and zeros of any vote cast like or mm-hmm. and any counting uh, software to uh, try and argue that there was fraud. They're yeah. still kind of doing that, but they did put together a report that basically had their ultimate conclusion and that accidentally got leaked. Mm-hmm. And what did they find, Miles? Oh, well, the cyber ninjas, even though they were breaking open machines and things and trying to look inside and swearing there was, uh, you know, fraud in there. Turns out, according to their analysis, Joe Biden actually won by a larger margin than Maricopa (laughs) County had reported. He won by 360 more votes than the Maricopa County tally did, but essentially it just affirmed the same thing, which was that there was no fraud. Joe Biden won by that much. Not that it was a razor thin margin, but Joe Biden won. 
they there was nothing there. Um, even when they asked one of the people who was like involved with it, like to check the veracity of like this leaked memo, they're like, "No, nah, yep, it's true. Uh, there's there there was no." Seems like there were no signs of widespread fraud, fraudulent votes being cast. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I'm in a, in a way, I'm like, how could you articulate such a demonic statement out loud if you're a cyber ninja to say that Joe Biden uh, did, in fact, receive more votes? However, however, because <laughs> they can't it can't just be. Hey, man, we went through. Turns out Joe Biden won, y'all. Let's keep this thing moving. Cyber Ninja's out. GG's, everyone. Exactly. They said, we've got something. They essentially are saying that they're alleging that they have uncovered anomalies. (gasps) So stay tuned is what they're saying now for the the fifth phase of this fucking rift. You know, Donald Trump was like so, so like happy, but also like, there was too much media smearing about this. This is huge news that they found all this fraud. But the thing is, like, they didn't even, they're still not saying that, even though Trump was saying, like, they found fraud. They're very clear, like, there was no fraud. There, we found anomalous voting patterns. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And what's that? I mean, that's pretty damning, though, considering probably their auditing was stuff like, that B kind of looks like a T, right? For Titan. Which probably stands for Trump, right? Right. <laughs> the for Doe Titan. <laughs> that's that's pretty uh, like anomalous. Seems like it's going to be. Yeah, right. You think this person voted for Trump for Biden? Come on, they would clearly vote for Trump. Like, let's that, go to yeah, their what house. Does that mean? Essentially, oh, there's Biden flags means, everywhere. Like we knew there was there were anomalies in the sense that people expected Arizona to stay Republican, and it did not. Like that right. is an anomaly if you look at like all the numbers across the history of, you know. Okay, come on, voting. Jack. Don't put them on trial so quickly. They'd let them take one L <laughs> but, at a time. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anomaly just—that's a fancy word for a head scratcher. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and we found some head scratchers, and the dandruff coming from that. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. We're scratching hard. Almost but, as if there was a historically bad president in office that they were voting against or something. <laughs> Well, you know, they're still promising like lawsuits and more subpoenas and okay. all this other stuff to keep it going. But, yeah. you know, in the end, it's it's just as all people who are not just rabid racists knew, like this has nothing to do with voter fraud. This was just a fucking charade to help keep the, you know, MAGA faithful on board with this, like just this scam. And the longer they continue to be like, we're still looking, we're still looking. And things aren't necessarily like unequivocal from them then it still gives them, you know, all the other people who are in on this shit to keep pushing the same nonsense and at the cost of just tearing the fabric of the country in thrice. Yeah. Is that is that how you'd say that? Anyway. Thrice? Probably not. Yeah. Well, you know, why not? It's Monday. So another <laughs> thing to keep an eye on, though, is a really, really fucking spooky trend because there are these freaky motherfuckers running for the office of secretary of state in a lot of battleground states and the secretary of state, I mean, it's the, the title can be different from, you know, from state to state. But essentially, they're the they're That's the office that, like, manages elections. Hmm. Like, if you wanted to fuck an election, like, remember Brad mm. Raffensperger from Georgia, secretary yeah. of state there? He was a Republican, but he was still, like, unwilling to go along with Trump's game to find votes that were not there. Imagine if he were. Just right. imagine that. Then we have something really much more dangerous and different than what happened, even though he's still kind of 
you know, hemming and hawing about Joe Biden. But when you look at some of the people that are running for these offices, like these state offices, many of them are basically just completely have their heads in MAGA world. Uh, according to Reuters, they interviewed nine, uh, they interviewed 15 declared Republican candidates for secretary of state in battleground states like Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada. They found that nine of the 15 of these people, you know, they're just not, they're not clear on what they think happened on the election. Mm -hmm. 10 of the 15 have either declared the 2020 election was stolen or called by their state's results to be invalidated or further investigated. So they, these are people who are saying like, if this were to happen again, if I was in office that time, I would have willingly rat fucked the shit out of that election. Yeah. Only two of the nine candidates that they spoke to said that Biden won the election. So right. this is the fucking this is the other phase of what's happening here is they real like the reason we they didn't get away with it the first time is because they didn't have enough stooges in those decision making positions to make the dominoes fall in the order that they needed to. They are yeah, clearly now moving for that. It is like butt clenching how close we really got to just a uh, a coup because I even like if people think like, oh, well, wouldn't propriety just like being proper and going along with the rules just kind of keep people from doing this? Well, P didn't Pence look into every possible option to like not ratify the election? And he he reached out to people like, could I could I do this? Like, could I? Yeah. Not Dan quail. Yeah, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle's like, no, dude, you can't. What? You have. What do you mean? No. Yeah. Yeah. We were a Dan Quayle piece of good advice from fucking ceasing to exist. Oh so, God! Yeah. As a man about potatoes, dizzying. fucking yeah. could have uh, sent the whole country in another direction, or potato is, rather. Yeah, that is yeah. Uh, not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I think that's why it's. You know, while it's easy to look at these like rallies that are happening, we touched on that like last week about, yeah, they had some J6 justice for the political dissident prisoners type shit. That's not where they're that's not where the threat is. The threat is them realizing, you know, again, it's like hate to bring up a Jurassic Park. But when the Raptors were testing the perimeter fences, yeah. you know, that's what this last election was. And they realized it's like anything there were there weren't enough people in on this scheme for it to fall the way it needs to. And now they are very focused on electing people into those positions. So when the yeah, opportunity I mean, comes again, they're ready. But yeah. it's like those Raptors are testing the electric fences while wearing shirts that are like, I'm going to go eat some humans after I break right. through this electric right. fence. <laughs> they're wearing shirts that saying, I am testing the perimeter fences <laughs> to figure <laughs> to begin to figure out how to escape. But don't worry, guys, because Chris Pratt Nancy Pelosi <laughs> made friends with the Raptors and right. taught them how to uh, work with humans. So uh, that's all you need to know. Is that so, yeah, the next storming of the Capitol will be, will be Chris Pratt on a motorcycle with a fucking <laughs> just a herd of Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk briefly about another group of fat cats who have had it too good for too long. And I'm talking, of course, about the people who volunteer to be on school boards. Come on. <laughs> like, they, you know, they dedicate their time to help educate our children. And now they're going to complain that they've been subjected to being, you know, abused and treated like absolute shit by right-wing <laughs> political activists. Come on. I've, yeah. I've had enough. 
Well, where's what, the line? What's I mean, next? You know, we've seen the scenes at these board meetings. They yeah. look you just you can't even like if you were if you had it on mute there, you're like, oh, my God, like, was there a network of sexual predators like just like running amok in this like school system? But no, they're like, they're teaching our kids critical race theory, which, again, is for graduate students and law students. It's so complex. You couldn't even begin to fucking teach a child critical race theory, even with like the most rudimentary graphs and pictures. But again, we've seen this, whether it was critical race theory or masks, you know, there were medical professionals who've had their tires slashed for merely like restating the obvious facts at a school board meeting around masks or vaccines. Teachers have been subjected to coordinated harassment campaigns for believing in teaching history. And and we're also when we talked about earlier, extremists are trying to infiltrate the school boards themselves to try and alter the curriculum like to whatever they see fit. So things are chaotic. And this group that the National School Boards Association, who like represent like thousands of school board members, they're like asking the president to like, we need protection here. Like this is they're They're actually effectively intimidating people into not doing what's right for children purely because of intimidation. And they really are asking that things that are including, quote, the classification of these heinous actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. And they're saying we just we need help all across the board, whether that's having the FBI uh, Secret Service and like National Threat Assessment Center, like give them resources to understand like how to like do proper threat assessment or examine what they say, quote, examine appropriate enforceable actions against these crimes and acts of violence. It it just seems like there there's so many avenues for these people to harass them that they're just like this we're we're not equipped for this like we need someone to intervene i think the most absurd part of it is that a lot of the people who are harassing these teachers from the right seem to be the same people that proposed as a solution to mass shootings at schools that these teachers be given guns (laughs) yeah right and so like just for their own safety, I mean the safety of these idiotic monsters, they should probably choose one of those things. Like, (laughs) either I'm going to keep harassing and antagonizing these teachers, or I want to arm them. But for your own safety, maybe not both. Right. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I like that. If they were just like, okay, we are going to go with your suggestion to arm the teachers, but only at PTA meetings. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Yeah, only at PTA energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Temporary gun license. Yeah. Right. Or they're just like or they're like, yeah, well, we can do like, uh, you know, trial by combat. But right. like, we'll just get like the mountain to represent the school boards. And yeah, throw, <laughs> throw whoever you want at them. Parents. How about you, Rick, with the flannel yeah. shirt tucked into your jeans? You want to fight the mountain over critical race theory? <laughs> no. OK. Next up, masks. Anybody else? No. Good. Don't want to get your eyes <laughs> yeah. ripped out by the mountain. I think, you know, this is just kind of that thing where it's it's hard to know, like, how can you solve this problem? Because it just feels like this is just part of, like, the continuing convulsions of this, like, amorphous culture war that is existing. That if it's not critical race theory, it's going to be masks. And if it's not that, it's going to be trans kids. And if it's not that, it's going to be this other thing. That there's just, there's always going to find, they're always going to find a way to keep doing this. So I, yeah. I, I don't, under, I mean, I think maybe that's why they're asking, like, some kind of law enforcement part of this because maybe jail might dissuade some of these parents that are just like so hopped up on their privilege that maybe it's not 
you know, maybe it's not a thing that you can just slash someone's tires. I mean, I think it's a bit of a snake eating its own tail thing because I, I think that the solution is how you educate kids. Like, right, if you right. want adults that aren't idiotic and violent and hostile in these ignorant ways, it's going to start in school. And yeah, that's, I, I guess, part of why this uh, battle is so important. But it also, I guess, would require patience for some of those results to be seen. Like, maybe we can hope that in, in 30 years, if things go well, there won't be teachers trying to, or parents trying to fight teachers. Right. But, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, I think, and that's why I think conservatives see just as, they see the same path there, right? It's like it's yeah. through the schools. It's like Steve Bannon said, it's through the school boards. And they know that just, there's been this like baseline of what American education is. And they realize it's churning out more people who would probably not vote for Republicans. And they're just like, fuck, okay. Then like, we need to like, we need to start deprogramming people as swiftly as possible to try and get them on board with our more autocratic, you know, fascist way of looking at governance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And all right. So we heard what David had to say about, you know, one way that we express our affection for Michael Jordan through buying <laughs> uh, Jordans of various origins. But, you know, they are things with giant plastic clods on the bottom of them. They're made from like they can't it couldn't be less organic or, you know, I feel like most of the shoes I've ever owned are still not uh, close to biodegrading. No. We, But here we have another option for that I fans, think, yeah. yeah, for the fans out there, specifically even fans of Jordan. So someone has decided to buy his used underwear at auction. They paid two thousand seven hundred and eighty-four dollars. Eighty-four, I think, nineteen was, bids. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a pair of boxers, so that's makes it a little less disturbing to me. I guess, but the company like I would have the, valued them personally at like two thousand five hundred. Like, is what I would have been willing. To I would have had more. them a, a thousand times more expensive. Well, <laughs> hold on, think I'll, of how many different pairs of shoes he wore on the court that became right. available. This is one. I mean, if you're talking about exclu exclusivity, this is a great purchase. One of one underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the company that was do, uh, do it, putting the auction on said that their uh, boxers have evidence of, quote, definite use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> but th what they mean to say is that there are, like, loose threads, a dry cleaning tag. Like, it had clearly been in the rotation of this man. Not to say, like... And you can see his shit stains for two for two K. <laughs> right. But this is like when I look at this, it it really does like raise the question. Like I get again, I'm I'm a fan of all kinds of shit. And there there is memorabilia that I dream of owning someday. But it's typically very directly tied to the work of the person or the contributions of the person that I admire. Like if it's Jordan, I get sneakers, I get jerseys. And I even, fuck it, even a half-smoked cigar. Like, you know, that's still part of his, like, identity. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, this is like Jordan smoked this. But the underwear is so nondescript. And yeah. it's, and like, look, and if also, like, if you're kind of freaky, like, do you really want them clean? Right. Like, yeah. 
We inter- we had a uh, at Cracked. We interviewed a w- woman who made her living selling her used underwear on a Reddit. I forget what the what the board was called, but and right. yeah, it was it was almost always you know much more valuable if it had any sign signs of, of use. definite to use. Yeah, signs of definite use. Who right. would who would be the go to? Like, oh man, everyone knows those underwear. Like maybe Flavor Flav or something like that. Mark, like he- Mark Wahlberg. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, Even then, like, or or I get it. Like, if it's someone who's like posing in their underwear, then underwear right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then it, to me, it just seems like I get it. Like, fuck it. If you're a fan, like, you'll buy anything. But it's, it would just be hard for me to look at it and be like, yes, Michael <laughs> Jordan is here. <laughs> you wouldn't frame him up. Underwear. Get him under I mean, glass. Have people is, over and like, well, we have time. He is a Hanes spokesman. Just make up. Just make up fake memorabilia you have. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's Frederick Douglass's sock that I got. Who's going to say <laughs> something? Nobody. Well, going back to the replicas, too. I mean, when there's so many documentaries about people faking art, faking wine, faking right. out ultra wealthy people, you, you end up being on the side of the forger of like, the thing you like is the price tag. You don't really value the skill it took to make that bag or... The, the those bags are churned out at such a rate. There's no craftsmanship anymore. And so yeah. like the underwear, whatever you're putting up there, you're you need like the the signed thing that says this was real. This was this person's yeah. thing. Like, but I could also fake that. There's there's no t- like yeah. for real way unless you had a DNA testing kit in your home. You could have people come over and be like, drop it in. See whose DNA shows up. And they'd be like, it's Jordan. <laughs> oh, shit. That's yes! like the only real way. Right. I feel like I came up with the Mark Wahlberg answer too quickly. Uh, that <laughs> it was I, I might yeah. as, impressively rapid. I might as the well acknowledge I have here. bid on a pair of uh, Marky Mark's fun, funky bunch underpants, uh, funky bunch funky stuff pants. underwear. Uh, they are funky. They do bunch up. Uh, they do have signs of use. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think what for anyone you're a huge fan of. What? How far away from the like? prime memorabilia that you would want to have could you see yourself getting not to say like not to say that you'll spend x amount of dollars but at what point does something become less special to you as it relates to the object of your fandom i I think i'm a bad person to weigh in on this because i really don't get i as a kid you know like jordan gretzky jerry rice joe montana these if i had seen them but as I got older, it feels like almost every hero you ever meet is just a person. Piece of and shit. And they're like, yeah, excuse me, I need <laughs> yeah. to use the restroom real quick. Like, that, ah, fuck, that's disappointing. Right. I just don't imagine <laughs> them doing anything but like elevating or levitating or something. So you see them and it's just hard for me now to be a fan and has been, I think for like since I was probably like 16 or 17, I just, the idea of buying someone's thing I don't. It just stopped being appealing in any way, and so I, mm. I apologize. I'm not great to wait. No, no, no. One. That's it, not not. We're all different on this earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I know Jack awesome. and I are fan brained. I'm fan brained. I I'm tr- I'm trying to think of like what I would care about. Like that it to have at that like museum level like would be a showcase in. Yeah, I want Jay Dilla's MPC. Uh, fucking production unit right. that he made donuts on. Like That's I would love, dope. I would have yeah. that shit. I'm like, look at that shit. Like <laughs> the he band, made donuts on this shit. The band Phoenix bought the uh, bought the mixing table that made Thriller, and they paid a absurd amount of money for it. But 
it's one that I was like, okay, like that makes sense to me. You yeah. like could use that for your like profession, like the music that made the album Thriller traveled through this. Like that is fucking dope. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think it, for me, it has to be very specific. Like yeah. the second is like, this is Jay Dilla's hat that he wore. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Right. But like for me, like I still, I still think about things like that. I'm like, oh, that would be so cool to just yeah. interact with. <laughs> Unless it's like, you know, the hat worn by Marky Mark, let's say during that uh, <laughs> photo shoot, because like then like you can smell like what his sweat smelled like oh, at that time. And like, man. it's just <laughs> what a terrible just... person. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can smell the dracar that he was wearing at that time. I'm guessing. You can smell the blood from that man he beat up in Boston long yeah. ago. Yeah. Mm. Oh, come on. Don't bring that up. That, that bums Jack out. That's what he always says when I bring that up. He goes, come on, don't bum me out. Like, And he apologized <laughs> to that guy. So, uh, Or he issued an apology that that <laughs> he guy probably heard. <laughs> I'm right over here. I'm in the front row. Anyway, I'd like to just Anyways, get this out uh, there. Hey, gonna go, my underwear? I'm going to go underwear? kick it with the Pope. <laughs> still uh one of my favorite things the catholic church has ever done send the pope to america and have his mc for his pope event be marky mark <laughs> it's like wow <laughs> when was hell that? yeah dog uh it was in philly uh it was this one is of john the... paul no 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 the new cool pope so oh you know. recently yeah yeah when oh, he shit. when cool pope came to america <laughs> which is a, a novel I'm working on. Yeah, he like stopped along the East Coast. Uh, you know, he went to New York. I think he did Yankee Stadium. And then when he was in Philly, Marky Mark was the guy, which is weird because he's not like Boston would have made more sense, I think. But, you know. And was, was he just like out there? He's like, what's up, Philly? I hope you're ready to fucking turn up. We got the one and only Bishop of Rome, Vicar of Jesus Christ, successor of the Prince of Ap Apostles, Supreme Pontiff of the Universal Church, Primate of Italy, Archbishop and Metropolitan of the Roman Province, Sovereign of the State of Vatican City, Servant of the Servant, the Pope. <laughs> The Pope. <laughs> he doesn't even know his name. Yeah. <laughs> Knows all those other descriptors. <laughs> yeah. Not the name. Yeah. The, uh, he's the, a good Catholic to that point where he's like, I don't know. That shit got drilled into my head of the Pope's many titles. But then I just, I don't know, the Pope. <laughs> Look at that fucking hat, you guys. Look at that. That's like, hey, is that fitted, bro? Is that new hat, bro? <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.